Enjoy your obesity epidemic while, we, epidemic while we've got it. it. It's too much food, really, isn't it, basically? I know it is a health problem, but when you pare it down, it's too much food. And you're going to take chips away from um, stadiums where people are watching sports. Is it how many chips you're having, or is it just the fact that there are chips? Is it what they're eating at a sports stadium, or is it what they're doing for the other 23 hours of the day? I don't know. There's nothing like a little punnet of hot chips at a sports ground when it's freezing cold. Um, great, have some healthy options. Don't take away the chips. They're just freaking beautiful. But anyway, um, you're listening to somebody who's probably never eaten anything uh, for the sole reason that it's good for the one's health. I don't think Anthony Bourdain did either, so good. That'll do me. All right. <laughs> we'll start Sunday evening in a mood. Uh, speaking of first world problems, anyone else's Sky Remote gone completely mad? It's just nuts. Mine's just gone bonk because it's had a stroke. Tamar Munk here, ready for media stick. I will bring you one in, Graham, because, and I hope Sky's listening to this, yeah. I occasionally receive promotional-type carry-on from them. Don't they do weird promotional stuff? Yeah, sometimes. I got a handbag once, like a handbag kind of a thing for Westworld. I didn't really get it. Anyway, and I'm talking about nose. it, yeah, and I'm yeah, talking about Westworld. I like it. Anyway, okay. yeah. but, but when they were launching one of the channels... Yeah. Switching over, I think, from the zone to yeah. whatever. They did this thing where they released remotes that were branded with different superheroes. Now, Good that was God. fine, yeah. but I got sent, I'm going to say maybe four. Really? Over the course of a few weeks. I think it might have been one a week. In the month leading up to the launch of the station. A branded remote. A branded remote. Therefore, Graham, yeah. I've got a lot of remotes. Brilliant. And tell you what was I make, great. I make false complaints and just stack them myself as well. Yeah. yeah. What was great is when my non-branded remote ran out of batteries, yeah. pff, didn't even worry about it. No. Well, mine, you press record and it goes, mm, what? Mm, what? Then it says, oh, no, I'll, I'll put the um, reminder thing up. Then it'll say record. Then it'll disappear. You press the thing to go up. It'll go up two channels. You, go, you press to go fast forward two times. It'll go from Sky 54 to Prime. I haven't even touched that thing. And Do you I spill your water on it? No. Change the batteries, Graham, is what people are saying. I have changed the batteries. No, it's possessed. It's possessed. I'm going to bring you a Supergirl one. Thanks. Next that'd be time. awesome. Yeah. We'll see if it makes any difference. Yeah. It's made the World Cup hell. Um, this happened at the World Cup. Me watching the World Cup. What I do is tape it and watch it at a civilised hour with a news blackout. Mm. So I can watch it in the morning. When I get up, I go, awesome. I'm going to watch the football. I was watching Russia versus Croatia today. Mm. Unbelievable. Who would have thought at the last gasp, Russia would get a goal and they're heading towards penalties. It went like this. The last minute. Oh, better. 
end of recorded program. No. Please press return to exit live pause. No. Yeah. That's what happened. <gasps> I recorded it. That's what it said. Have you got the extension thingy on the record Who settings? cares? My partner says, maybe you should take that into account and record the thing afterwards. And I said to her, maybe that's a sentence that should have been uttered at Sky TV mm. when organising the World Cup. So that was rather a, a disappointing thing. Two uh, points against Sky, that is. No wonder you're in a mood. I am there a is mood. a thing where you can set it and it can do 10 minutes before and 10 minutes after. This is no use me telling you this at all now. Yeah. I appreciate that. But for tonight's, is there more games tonight? I don't even know. No. Some more games. Mm. That's what I'd suggest. Okay. It's in the settings. All right. Win yourself a copy, of, uh, a copy of the World Cup Baby by Ewan McCabe. Later on this hour, uh, we'll have a game of truth or cup sequences. I'll make various statements. They'll sound ridiculous. Uh, you'll either say whether they are true or false. We might have the best of seven. I think as much fun as we can have. Um, Tamamu, media stick, ready to rip. Mm. We'll include this as the beginning of it because we've already done a media review of Sky and obesity. Yeah, good promo gifts, annoying timing, programming timing. They do the strangest promo gifts. We may as well out them. Um, I get a bag, a huge bag, and it's got a thing of chocolates in it, an egg timer, a rubber duck, oh. and um, a toy. Oh, I didn't get that one. Just the most ridiculous things, and it's advertising Jones Channel or something. And, oh. and a calendar. One of those ones with the ring binder and the flip over oh. that nobody ever uses. Panel beaters from 1982. Yeah, did. used to have filthy pictures on them. Yeah. Uh, just sort of soft porn, or even hard porn. But anyway, um, no, uh, that it was just the, the weirdest things, those packages that they sent out. Mm. Sent, um, haven't had one in a while. Probably got mine. This is the Weekend Variety Wireless on Radio Live. No, I, I, I'll, I'll give you lessons on how to become a reporter. Later. I'll give you some lessons on how to be an editor because I was your boss once. Yeah, you were and are no longer. How did that happen? So if you've... Media stick with Tamo. Mm. Here Hi. we are. Hi. If you've at home have a Sky remote that just... You, you say it to do one thing and it does something else... Um, Please call me, especially if you've found a solution, got to the answer of it, a possessed remote. It's not just one remote, it's several of them. They're just going, I think it's a problem with the box, I think it's a problem with Sky, I think it's a problem with the person in an office at Sky. Mm. 0800 844 747, solutions, welcome, please. I rang them up uh, five times over the last two weeks on behalf of my mother. When is China revealed on? You're advertising it on um, National Geographic. Oh, okay. Was it really on behalf of your mother? This is like phoning in for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was for my mother. But, uh, because, like, okay, Mum, you're going mad. You're seeing things. Nah. And, and never got a call back. Oh, we didn't call you back. Oh, no, we'll take you. No, what's your number? What's your, oh, we'll get back to you. We'll make an inquiry. Nothing, nothing, nothing. This is why I have uh, this thing ready. Can you call me back, please? Nothing. <laughs> there you go. How are you, Tamar? I'm very well, thank you. All right. 
first up, let's go for Baby Hate Gate Part 2. Mm. Yes, this uh, is the continuation of uh, our leader of the National Party, Soyman Bridges, uh, who has a fortnightly call, regular, into Radio Horaki. Right. Um, the first, well, not the first, but an earlier one obviously caused all manner of controversy. Do you hate Jacinda's baby? And he went, Do you hate Jacinda's baby? And there was talk of pinkos and <laughs> gender dysmorphia and all sorts of things. Yeah. And uh, so, and then so that all happened. And so the, then this week he had to call them, and it was quite entertaining. They did quite a build, good build up the day yeah. before. And uh, it was a good five-minute chat. Here it, here, and it would have been, yes, he's, he's coming back. What's going to happen? What's yeah. going to happen? That's, that's, um, that's great. That's good promo. That's good radio. Uh, and here we go. Good morning, Simon Bridges. Welcome to the Matt and Jerry Show. Good morning. Do you still hate the babies? <laughs> hey, come on, guys. She got me in a lot, she got me in a lot of trouble last time. Let's not, let's not go there. Well, do you hate Maybe us? Let's move on to safer territory, pies or something. That would have been funny, actually, Simon, if every single interview that you did after that you had Jemima <laughs> with you in your arms and just looking out. Oh, sorry, look, at the moment my partner's busy and uh, I'm having to look after my six-month-old at the moment. I'm sorry. That would have that would have won some massive votes, surely. You know, you know what worries me about our chat right now is I'm not even saying anything, and I feel like I'm getting into trouble. <laughs> oh, no. oh, don't let them change don't you. Don't let them change it. you. Jeez. Don't be silly. Yeah. All anyway. right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Simon. Thanks for talking to us this morning, even though you haven't said anything. <laughs> and um, we understand why. We look forward We're not to taking it personally. talking to you in a couple more weeks. We won't say anything else again. <laughs> well handled. Yeah, yeah, really well handled. Very funny. I, I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, he he did get a lot of shit for it over a good week. So good on him. Good on him for going back. And actually, they did talk about that because there was a, a interview that John Key did on the same show where it was sort of a regular set of questions. And one of the questions, are you just playing the cr- crickets from Sky? No, sorry. One of the <laughs> One of the questions that they asked the um, the subject was, "Do you pee in the shower?" Oh right, yeah. And and John Key never went back on the show after that. Oh really? Yeah, just them. You know, I so really, I admire I, Simon Bridges yeah. for that for that if nothing else for being brave enough to go back. Good on you, Simon. Nothing of what Simon Bridges said in the first interview struck me as um, offensive or outrageous. Really, quite quite you know. Easy to get outraged well, about, isn't it? Yeah, when you... it was very light-hearted. <laughs> it was very light-hearted. <laughs> I thought it was actually a clever play on the baby taking over the media. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And what does a male National Party guy do to counter that? Or can you? No, you can't. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, there was sufficient outrage. <laughs> and everyone went back to bed. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This is New Zealand. Yeah, this is New Zealand. So this is a story that um, caught my eye and my my eye in the Herald, um, actually originally from the Bay of Plenty Times this week, um, the headline of which was, Wayward Sheep Causes Ruckus in Bay of Plenty Town. Oh, brilliant. And, you know, it's just sometimes you read a story and you're like, this is New Zealand. I'm going to read it. For a sheep that has never heard... 
Mallory has caused quite a disturbance in Tupuki. Mallory escaped from owner Fleur Salt Station Road property and hoofed it towards the town centre last week. She, would a- she was aided by Daisy, the naughtiest of the four cows she se- shares a small paddock with, who had broken off a piece of fence with her horns. When she realised Mallory was missing, Fleur asked at the neighbouring yard where she was told Mallory had jumped in and out of her van before chasing it when it was driven away. She followed and was heading towards the Jocelyn Street, Jellico Street roundabout when she heard Mallory had been seen near Harvest Point Church. I walked around the area and asked a few people, she says. This is still the owner talking, not the, not the sheep. Everybody thought I was joking, but I suppose you don't often see a sheep chasing a van. But it seemed Mallory had doubled back, eluded capture and was trotting through the town centre heading east. Deborah Evans was just coming out of the post office and saw a flash of white on the opposite side of the road. I thought, what on earth? I couldn't tell if it was a sheep or a goat. Jumping in her car, she gave chase and stopped near the last takeaway on the south side of Jellicoe Street where Mallory had found a grassed garden area. She was shaken and confused, says Deborah, who managed to wrestle the sheep onto its back and hold her down. And then I thought, now what? A small crowd had gathered and and fortunately one of the bystanders had a ute. Mallory was put into the back and taken to Deborah's house where she has a fence section as as she has a goat. She seemed happy with my goat, says Deborah, who said that she thought Mallory had fallen off the back of a ute or trailer. Sheep fallen off the back of a truck. Let's just pause and appreciate that for a minute. Through the power of social media, Mallory and Fleur were reunited about six and a half hours after the adventure began. Mallory's penchant for motor travel began at her and Fleur's previous home, an orchard on Rangiuru Road. The sheep would chase the car and Fleur would often open the door and let her get in. She used to travel with me in the car until she started doing too many poos, so I had to stop her. <laughs> She's a weird sheep. She used to run hard out beside the, the car. Fleur said she would have been devastated had something happened to the nine-month-old Mallory. I've had her since she was about ten minutes old. She's my baby. I was freaking out when I thought I'd lost her. Too many poos. That's a line that we should celebrate in New Zealand. I think it's marvellous. I just marvellous. think the entire, the fact that the landmark, that there was a takeaway being used as a landmark, there was a roundabout being used as a landmark. Yeah. Like, there's just so much. That's great reporting, great writing. Got Amazing. In, got into the story, the depths of it. Really just... All the points, all the points to the Bay of Plenty Times for that piece. Yeah. I was brought up with the Northern Advocate being a Northlander and people who were also brought up in Northland will know that this is absolutely true. Uh, If there was an outsized either kumara or eel, Mm. it would be on the front page of the Northern Advocate. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that's still the case? Or is Selwyn, it just Selwyn, Selwyn with his massive-sized Coomera from Royal How big Way. was the Coomera? The Coomeras could get enormous, as big as a Volkswagen. <laughs> uh, the, the eels, there were eel controversies in 1975 when Jaws came out. There was a hunt for Wangare's own Jaws. Uh, How this, big was it? I don't think they ever found it, but it was, it was creating controversy. It was eating ducks. I think a lot of them do. But anyway, it was a big eel or a big kumara, and that was the front of the advocate every time a cracker. They're still accepting photographs, I think. Of the big kumara? Yeah. Mm. Special department. You should see how thick the file is in the archives. All right. No one's got help on the Sky Remote, one that's gone mad, 0800 844 747. I would appreciate the help. I know I'm in a mood, but 
whatever. I won't buy it. Okay. Uh, let's go to Australia. Yeah, and this is almost as good as New Zealand. I found out finally how to present, uh, pronounce his name. Lionhelm is his name. Oh, are we going to there? Oh. We're going to the NT News. Which one do you want to go? Uh, yeah, we're going Lionhelm. We're sorry. going Lionhelm? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know. Lionhelm. It doesn't look like Lionhelm, does it? it, it no. It does the way I've written it now because I'm not Because you wrote down Lionhelm. You didn't write down all of the J's and the Y's no. and all the carry-on that not, goes in the middle. I'm not going your Scando J. I know. Okay. Um, okay, so should I give a little summary? I don't know. What's your... What's okay. What I've got, I've got the Greens person upset in Parliament about it first up. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah? Well, this sort of summarises it. So basically Parliament was debating whether women should be allowed to carry something like a taser against potential violence from men. This is in the wake of... Um, oh, Melbourne. Melbourne, Eurydice, um, and, and also there was the other woman uh, a few years ago in Melbourne who was raped and killed. And so this is obviously a, a topic of, of debate. So it was around sexual violence and violence against women and should women be armed... Or, or, or given some form of, of oh. self-protection. There was a debate going on in Parliament. Uh, this audio probably then summarises... What happened. What happened. OK. Earlier today, during the motion relating to violence against women, Senator Lionheld yelled an offensive and sexist slur at me across the chamber. After the vote on the motion was complete, I walked over to the Senator and confronted him directly. I asked whether I had heard him correctly. He confirmed that he had yelled, you should stop shagging men, Sarah. Shocked, I told him that he was a creep. His reply was to tell me to F dot 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 off. I informed the leader of the Greens and he has raised it with both Senator Lionhelm and the President. I am disappointed that the Senator has refused to apologise for this offensive and sexist slur, and I call on him to formally withdraw and apologise directly. Which, of course, he did immediately. No. Not. No. The least apologising, non-apologiser that's really ever not apologised. Like, in this day and age of very much falling on sword, weepy apologies, uh, he's really not at all. Yeah. I've noticed that um, when apologies have been demanded, then they are they aren't accepted. Mm. It, it doesn't go okay and carry on. Mm. It ends up you're gone, you're dead, and then it's some festival corpse <laughs> king. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, yeah, which happens. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he's learned from that. Uh, it, it wasn't a nice thing that he said. I think it was an oafish thing. Definitely. Yeah, not not polite, that's no. for sure. Anyway, here he is not apologising in full flight. Why is it that you, when you have a disagreement with women, you show them so little respect? You described the Network 10 journalist Angela Bishop as a bigoted B-I-T-C-H. Mm -hmm. uh, you once wrote back to an elderly constituent telling her to go away and stop proving you are a bimbo. What's your problem with women? Um, I, th I think you're mischaracterising it uh, as uh, as sexist abuse when it's just abuse. Um, I uh, I am um, an Australian. I will tell people they're bastards or bitches or to f off, irrespective of their gender. If uh, if I think they should shut up, I'll tell them to shut up. Um, is this a normal Australian behaviour? Talking about ordinary Australians, if I or any other male in a normal workplace 
talked about their colleagues, female or otherwise, in this way, they'd lose their jobs. Why shouldn't you? Well, I don't accept that proposition well, either. Well, if I, if I spoke to one of my female colleagues in that way, I would immediately be reported to Human Resources. I'd be surprised if I didn't lose my job. Well, look, you have your opportunity. Instead of voting for me again at the next election, um, you'll vote for somebody else. Probably Sarah, I would imagine. Yeah, well, I actually thought that was a bit weak from Mr Lionholm. Mm. She's not his colleague. She's his... Oh, she's his opposition. Opposition. Actually. Adversary enemy in Parliament. And I appreciate that he's not... He, he Look, whether it's true or not, yeah. it, it, I don't know what he has or hasn't called other people. I mean, he just seems like he's a bit of a not very polite chap and he's not polite across the board, to be honest. The, like, at he least actually, he's kind of equal opportunity yeah. offensive, right? Yeah, I, OK, and I, I can appreciate that, that he would be equal opportunity. It's not necessary just against women. I don't know. Maybe he's a raving misogynist. Maybe. Um, or maybe he's just um, what in, in Australia, by uh, sheer dint of numbers, you're more likely to get a three Merlot Bob Jones mm. in Parliament. Mm. I mean, yeah, Australia does it. Bob Jones should just go to Canberra, shouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> He'd do quite well there. I think he would. There's just something very Australian yeah. about it all. Australian Parliament is quite quite famously rough yeah. with, with language and everything because you've got those... Well, it's very Australian, no one can isn't take it? take to court yeah, 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 parliamentary yeah. privilege. Um... Have you got this other little bit as well? Which bit? Uh, from the Sky Sky News. No, no, no I, I can we talk just, about this. Just describe that. Now, yeah. this is absolutely nutty. Isn't it? I reckon. Now, people are complaining that they reported on it. Yeah. So, there's a show called, I think it's called something like The Outsiders. Um, and Mr. Lionhelm went on this show as an interview at subject, it looks like it's kind of a right-wing skewing commentary, political commentary show. I'm not familiar with it, to be perfectly honest. Me However, they were discussing this incident that and, and his subsequent... I mean, he's done all the rounds of all the news shows and he's gone on to say these great um, uh, compiles of him just going, I won't apologise, I won't apologise, I won't apologise. So that's been his week in media, right? So this, this interview came at the end of all of that and they're having a chat about it. And basically, on in the interview, he reiterates his earlier comment, which was um, that... His first comment to her directly was, "She should stop shagging men." Yeah, and he reiterated in this interview with uh, on the Outsiders, he reiterated that, and his words were something like, "She's known to like men." Yeah. Right. Again, kind of neither here nor there, and it was this stupid conversation that he was having in this interview about her comment in, in the house had been that men should stop raping women and perhaps they wouldn't need to ha carry tasers, right? Yeah. And he took that to... to He inferred that she was say, meaning that all men were rapists and therefore he threw his comment at her. Right. By the, but all bloody by the by. Anyway, some young 25-year-old um, producer behind the scenes, you know how on CNN... And they, um, when they've got like a commentator or an interview subject, and they'll go, 
such and such says and and kind of a headline a summary crawler. A, a crawler, crawler, a, crawler exactly the, the crawler graphic oh. which kind of in a nutshell fabulous for the deaf summarizes and it's the idea is in that in a in in the world where we only have eight second attention spans in a 10 or 20 minute interview that you can arrive into that interview and and broadly speaking understand the crux of what's going on right yeah. so this or at least get the broadcaster's narrative Exactly. So this kid, well, I say kid, 25-year-old producer, apparently was only covering somebody else's shift, put up a, a crawler that said, or, or a graphic that said, Lion Helm, colon, Sarah Hanson-Young is known for liking men. The rumours about her in Parliament are well known. Now, that seems to me to be a quote. Yeah. Or, or a paraphrase of his look, comments. Look at the guy they're talking to. And and you've got two right-wing old codgers talking to another right-wing old codger and, and this producer has paraphrased what the interviewee has said. Got suspended for it, didn't she? For reporting what was going on. Uh, and nobody... The politician hasn't... I mean, he's obviously been, you know, hauled over the coals. Here we are talking about it as well. The two hosts haven't been reprimanded. The producer has been suspended from her job and there is an investigation pending. Sky News issued an apology for broadcasting the comments. The comments that they had broadcast that were, quote, he was saying them on the tally. Someone wrote down what he said, put it on a crawler underneath. This is what he said. Yeah. And it's offensive. Yeah. This is insanity. Isn't it insanity? It's just the most crazy, crazy, crazy making thing. I mean, it kind of... So if... Does this now mean... We, we can't... You know, if if Kim Jong yeah. decides that he's going to do something mad, mm. you can't paraphrase his speech. So if he's there talking about something, you can't say he's about to launch the nuclear weapons. Yeah. He's pressed the, the red button because well, it's like, it's offensive. Yeah, it might scare somebody. It might scare somebody. Yeah. I it, mean, this come is, on. This is the sort of insanity that unfortunately someone kind of right-wing, I, I don't actually don't know his po uh, policies outside of this sort he's of stuff. He's a libertarian. Libertarian. Yeah, oh, so right. he's... Okay. Yeah. Libertarian. <coughs> That's sort of the right-wing meeting the left-wing coming around the other way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's good people on the left annoyed with that sort of behaviour from a television station that they go to people like Lionhelm mm. because they are the only people representing... Um, I've got a little cut from one of his political flyers. Oh. First line in our national anthem says Australians are free. But how free are we? More and more, we can't say what we think because someone will claim to be offended. We don't tell a joke without the risk of being sacked or hauled up before a court. We feel as if we can't openly discuss things like religion, race, gender, ethnicity, sexual preference or culture. In fact, the list of things we are too scared to talk about grows longer every day. So we feel as if we can't say anything. It's not safe because someone might take it the wrong way and complain. This is political correctness, and it is out of control. We shouldn't be scared of saying what we think, of saying it as we see it. Offence is taken, not given, 
If we don't mean to give offence, why should anyone take offence? Free speech and feeling free to discuss things freely and openly is a right. Okay, I actually think he did mean to uh, give offence in Parliament. I do too. Yeah. But it wasn't a very good go at it. He, he Who cares how many women, how many men or women this woman sleeps with? Who cares? Exactly. Oh, there are rumours around in Parliament. That makes him just sound like a crusty old dickhead dinosaur. Exactly. I mean, it's like nobody's... Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. But to par- uh, for somebody to be suspended... I mean, look, I do understand that perhaps if you were the person that that was being that that comment had been made about and you saw that graphic on screen and there it is up there for the 15 minutes of the interview or for however long but again it's not sky news that's saying it it's not the producer who's been suspended that's saying it she is there paraphrasing what he has said yeah and that she was doing her job and that's a job you should do and no one should get even think this is a bad thing i don't get it am i missing something Anyone rung in to fix my Sky remote? <laughs> Not even Sky. There's a te- I haven't got the text on. Thank you. Okay, 22 away from nine. Hello, Bob. The most interesting radio show on planet Earth. Oh, God, that one. The Weekend Variety Wireless. On Radio Live. Hello, Bob. Hello, Crap. <laughs> I'm just doing just that if Bob Jones was a record... Good God, we've got the texts up. Um, simple solution for Sky Remote, smash it. No, oh, no. I wonder what Sky. That's not useful. It's being you could get up and press the box. Yeah. What's the remote for? Anyway, okay. Um, now, also from Australia, people putting things up the back crack <laughs> in the Northern Territory. This is one of the great pastimes of uh, young men in the Northern Territory. Yeah. Finding things to put there. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> there's the bastion of journalism, the Northern Territory News. Uh-huh. If anybody um, is unfamiliar, they, they do a really good line in front-page headlines. It just outstanding tabloid headline really quality pun work right i think there's an instagram account where they actually there's somebody summarized them all maybe it's the northern territory news has summarized oh, them lovely. all but it's they, like the sun with the hint of crocodile yeah yeah they just lovely. they just really get amongst so it was territory day recently which i'm guessing is the state's day mm-hmm. and that's a big day for fireworks. Now, I'm actually surprised by this because when I lived in Australia, I'd, uh, they were banned. Maybe in the Northern Territory it rains enough. Or May, yeah, Victoria, people... we weren't allowed to have fireworks. No. Guy Fawkes was miserable. It is it is banned. Uh, but Northern Territory, I don't know. And being slightly outside the law, misbehaving. Uh, wayward. Just wayward. That's a badge of honour for most Northern Territorians. Um... So the headline on they're still they get, they've stored leaded petrol, just to be spiteful. Just, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'll just I'll, re, I'll this is the opening paragraph. Territory Day is known for chaos and mayhem caused by fireworks, with people lighting crackers in the street, on the beach, out of cars, and off balconies. But there's always a few who have to push the boundaries. <laughs> Posting publicly to Snapchat, of course. Mm. One user found a unique way to set off a bunger. 
What I'm thinking is a double happy type. Yeah, bigger than that, I think. But like more like a roaming handle? Yeah, you're a willy woofter if you're just using a double happy. Oh, a double a happy crack. in your back crack, though. Oh, it might have been on a stick. Shivers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so he found a unique way to set off a bugger before possibly regretting his decision only seconds later. <laughs> Uh, and he says, all right, so the plan is to light the firework in the arse, lay down, firework goes off. Before the explosion had him running back to his friends, jumping around with Dax still below his bum. Oh, here's the news. Important stories to cover. And a cracker of a front page for the NT News. Why I stuck a bunger in my bunghole. <laughs> ah, cracker night. The best day of the year for the headline writers at the NT News. And they had world-exclusive footage to prove the rear-end feat. Here it goes. Oh, wow. Naturally, this act of stupidity needed a sequel, which the NT News delivered next day with uh, Why I've Got a Banger on My Wanger. And if you're tempted to launch a rocket from your front pocket, you know where to send the footage. Because the NT News will publish any idiotic video. <laughs> oh, and bless them, actually. Bless them. Not everything I... has to be serious. I should say that they did win in 2012. They mm. had a headline, same time, same same statewide event, Territory Day, Crackers. Mm. The headline was Why I Stuck a Cracker Up My Clacker. Oh. And it won a Walkley Award, which is an actual, serious, true journalism, like proper, it won an award. For the writing or the headline? For the headline. Oh. So I think that they're just trying to match that. With, Daily Mirror. With the bunger in the bunghole, you see. When Elton John got married, Daily Mirror would have won it for um, Elton Takes David Up the Isle, which was a very good headline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Amazing. Now, Australia, of course, um, they're famous for their postage stamps, mm -hmm. and it's about right. time. It is about time now, Tamara, I'm sure you agree, that there is a postage stamp of a Northern Territory young man with the pants down in a cracker, yeah. a cracker in the back crack, yep. and it says, Happy Territory Day. Yeah. Excellent. Commemoration. God bless Australia. Yeah, they should. It's great they're nearby. Okay. Uh, on to... <laughs> This is so sad. I suppose you can find one if you troll through Talkback, uh, London Broadcast Radio thing. Mm -hmm. uh, they're having a great run at the World Cup. However... And you're, you're excited, are you? Even when you see that wonderful, vibrant, uh, together, multicultural team, England take the pitch, players getting on incredibly well despite all their, their different backgrounds, realising more unites than divides them. I totally disapprove of the multiracial society. The, the England football team doesn't represent me at all. In fact, it represents everything that, I, that I'm against. Do you want England to lose today? Yes. Because you're so obsessed I, by race and your I bigotry and your prejudice is so poisonous, you want England to lose. Yeah, I just hate, my, I hate seeing my country destroyed by multiracialism. In, 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 in. I'm just going to uh, gonna give you a nice, friendly little bit of advice. I just go, make yourself a nice cup of tea, That's take it into a darkened room, get a bag of frozen peas from the, from the freezer <laughs> and put them, put them on your head and just, just reflect on, on what you're saying. Well, held, held. Yes. I mean, by by the host. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Mm. I mean, it's kind of the only way you can deal with somebody like that. Yeah, didn't do this. That's right. That and just encourages them. actually, the guy laughed. You could hear him on the phone. wonder if it was just a big fat troll. Yeah, I do too. These people are pretty hard to find these days. A um, good others, troll? Uh, like no, a, d- a, r- a really fully fledged racist like that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I did wonder if it was just a big fat troll. Mm. Maybe they were a bit short on content. Maybe they haven't hey, been um, looking hard enough. But just Northern Territory news headli- headline highlights. There's yeah. one which is <coughs> flushing roulette. Darwin Plummer reveals what's what gets stuck in our dunnies. Nice. Yeah, they do some really good ones. I'll keep looking. You must subscribe. Mm. All right. Oh, it's been a long time since I've found a fully fledged going forward, which is of no use to anyone whatsoever. We started the anti-going forward campaign because it was being used mm. simply as a filler. Uh, there's no, nothing wrong with saying going forward if you really mean sort of in the future and it adds to something, but people were throwing it at the end when it didn't matter. Consider this statement from this week. And good luck to the cavers. I think they're going in, aren't they? To try and get the kiddies? I think as we speak. As we speak. Bloody hell. Anyway. The British divers are just part of a huge rescue effort. But their experience will now be crucial going forward. Now, I'm going to play that to you again and stop at a different point. The British divers are just part of a huge rescue effort. But their experience will now be crucial. Won't it? You don't put the going forward at the end of it. No. When else is it going to be crucial? Yesterday? Mm. There we are. Okay. It just is crucial. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Tamar. Anything else you want to add before our New Zealand accent of the week? No, it's okay. Oh, there is something I wanted to add. Yes. Quick heads up. Yes. I uh, forgot to do it last week. Uh, biography on Gary Shandling. I thought it might be half an hour, but I ended up sitting down. It was going for about two. Uh, oh, yeah, I think it was more than two hours, wasn't ju- it? And it went on and on. When does this end? I tried to find out with the Skyrim open, and it just shifted... <laughs> to a different channel and started rewinding. But uh, anyway, it's on Wednesday nights and I think you get the really, really good bit this Wednesday night. It's Gary Shandling's show. Gary was always about topping his next thing. Oh, the Spanish station. Every time he went on TV. You're like a mother to me, do you know that? I I wouldn't breastfeed you, but other than that, I think Gary told an audience, don't worry, folks, you're going to feel good by comparison when I leave the stage. He turned to Buddhism, but it's not because he's Zen. It's because he was in desperate need of being Zen. The Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. New Zealand premiere starts Wednesday, Soho. Started Wednesday, Soho. And it got up to the Larry Sanders show, so mm. it's that's the best bit. A man who did two programs and changed the world of comedy with them. I think it's, I think he's great. He's not the most laugh out loud hilarious comedian. No, he's actually really tragic. Um, also on comedy, there's a new series of comedians in cars getting coffee on Netflix. Ooh. Ten episodes, all of which I've watched. <laughs> since it dropped about So that's Jerry, isn't it? Jerry Seinfeld? It is Jerry Seinfeld, yeah. yeah. And there's a couple of repeat performers in there, but um, there's some, yeah, there's some good eps. It's good. Yeah. 0800 844-747 to either fix my remote or line up to play Truth or Cup Sequences. Answer the various statements, true or false. Um, The book is 
a great read, Will Cut Baby. That's on offer. I've personally bought another copy of Ewan McCabe because I rate him and I don't want him to be yoinking one out without getting paid. So it's going to be going to someone who wins Truth or Cup Sequences, 0800 844 747. You've got to play over the phone, answer the various statements, true or false, concerning World Cup activities. You win the book, it will get posted to you. Or if you're in Wellington, maybe even hand-delivered. Here's our New Zealand accent of the week, Grace Prendergast. We know that we do have a target on our back. When we first hopped in the pier, it kind of just worked straight away. Uh, I think they've had a lot more wins under their belt than we have. Um, we've got a few years until we'll ever get to that level. Okay, time to play. Up for grabs. A copy of the World Cup, baby. We do have spare lines. We have contestants ready to go. But if uh, they all fall off, you may get a lash at it. And the later you get on, the more likely you're going to win the book. It's a lovely thing. The World Cup, baby. I bought a copy to give you from Ewan McCabe. Just as a way of saying thanks to Ewan for talking about the World Cup. So if you want to join in, do it now. 0800 844 747. 0800 844 747. Let's kick off with Tony. Hello, Tony. Good evening. True or false? The Indian football team qualified for the World Cup in 1950, but weren't allowed to play because they didn't have boots, or at least they didn't want to wear boots, so didn't show up. False. Du, 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 du. False. Yeah, correct. It was a rumour for many, many years that um, that was the case. No one actually knows the reason why. Most of the people from the time have actually died and they've asked about and nobody can remember why they didn't show up. Uh, it wasn't because it was too expensive. Something else might have been on. Maybe a game of cricket, but they just didn't show up. Okay, that's one to you. We even, even said how, what the rules are. Um, should we try the best of seven? You've got one. Oh, good Lord. What? No, that's a, a hell of a hole. Well, you didn't, you didn't have to put the questions together. You're just ringing up. What if yeah, the, no, yeah, a yeah, pigeon no. could play this, for God's sake? Uh, uh, yeah, that's like making the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, the Scottish football team qualified for the World Cup in 1950, but couldn't be bothered turning up. True. Oh, God. You are very good. Scotland... And England both qualified. The deal was that who came top and second in their group to, for, for qualifying uh, could go through and play at the World Cup. So Scotland came second to England and they said, no, that's not good enough. We don't want to turn up if, we t if we're second. So they didn't. All right, that's two to you. Sure. They would have been welcomed if they did turn up, but said, no, well, it's That's we're in there turning up. We're not allowed to wear our coats, so we ain't coming. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, at a football match, um, a World Cup football match between Greece and China, both teams stood to attention for the duration of a piece of music while it was played, both sides thinking it was the other side's national anthem, when in fact it was a toothpaste commercial. Oh, I have to go. That sounds so ridiculous. Maybe it's true. Decision time. 
True or what? True or false? True. True. Correct, yeah, they did. Who would they were totally unfamiliar with each other's national anthem? You're standing there, they're playing a toothpaste commercial. Why wouldn't you think it was the other side's national anthem? Where was the game played? Uh, I think it was in... Oh, it was a warm-up something or other, somewhere. <laughs> okay. Greece, probably. They ran out... It was the time when Greece ran out of money and half of it slid into the sea. Okay. Uh, this for the whole game. I've gotten zero. It's a down trowel. It's a Northern Territory cracker fest. Uh, Australian soccer hero Johnny Warren wrote a book called A Discourse on the Social Benefits and the Adoption of Association Football as an Accepted Pathway with Regard to Immigration and Assimilation in Australia. Sorry, can you say that again? Australian soccer hero Johnny Warren wrote a book called A Discourse on the Social Benefits of the Adoption of Association Football as an Accepted Pathway with Regard to Immigrant Assimilation in Australia. False. Correct! Who was Johnny Warren? Anyway, whatever it was. Oh, he was a great Australian footballer. He was really good. Turned up in 1974, got beaten at 150-nil by Chad. But they they got there anyway in 1974. No, he did write a book, though, and it was called Sheila's Wogs and Poofters. <laughs> that sounds better. <laughs> go it was a book on um, basically what being a soccer puff was like in Australia at the time. Um, and he changed all that. Just like Steve Sumner did for New Zealand, which is a marvellous thing. You've got the book. Oh, excellent. Hang on the line. We need your address. Ian and Adam, really sorry we didn't get to you. Um, so, bad luck. Bad luck, Ian. Cheers, Graham. Okay. Time for a cup of tea and a lie down. Okay, well, might have another game next week if I can afford another book. Cheers. Thank you. Has Tony gone already? We need his address. Tony, call back. Oh, 800. Oh, you know what the number is. Um, call back. Give us your address. We need that to get the book to you. World Cup baby, Ewan McCabe. He's going to tell us tons of stories about the World Cup in the next hour.